This is Well Basically with your hosts, Mike De Silva, Leila Gulassi, and Sam Weeks. Well, basically. On today's episode, we talked about open relationships in our chit chat in the beginning. And then we talked about an article about calorie counting. And after that, you know what we did. We did question time. And we answered three questions. Which were around what, Sam? One about being short on time in the gym, one about yoga, and one about some choices you can make alcohol-wise, alcohol choices. Great job on that intro, Layla. This is... Well, Well, basically. Well, basically. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are currently listening to Barely Breaking Even by the Universal Robot Band. Shout out to first and last time listeners and everyone else. That's as good as my shout outs getting this everyone week. Everyone in between. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to listen again, that's fine. We won't judge you. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> we need you, fanalytics. I 100% will. An important message before we get right into things. Um, if you do like the show, because we are aiming for growth, because eventually we would love to make some form of income from doing this. If you do love the show... We just need to get our numbers up a little bit more before we can get some sponsors on board, so share that shit. If you feel like you know someone who will benefit from the message that we share, here regularly. Share me. (laughs) Share Mikey. (laughs) I retract that. Sounds so sexual. Um, (laughs) Do not share me. (laughs) He's doing nothing of the sort. (laughs) Share me. Are we even surprised that I go there? In fact, just don't partake in me at all. Speaking of sharing. You have a snack back? No, I don't have a snack pack. Very disappointing. I was going to ask, what is a snack? Oh, like a halal snack pack. What? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. Snack pack of Snickers, shapes. Well, we all thought of three different things. Yeah, well, what's a snack pack to you, Lola? This is definitely not what I was going to ask Mikey about. It's like a chocolate custard treat. Oh, yeah, we didn't have those in New Zealand. It's like yoga, but not cold. We had calcium. I could do that. Not cold. Mm-hmm. A warm yogurt mix. <laughs> it sounds <Hey>, fucked. <laughs> I don't want that. Oh yeah, sharing. Uh, uh, have you ever been in an open relationship, Mikey? I've barely been. In a relationship. No, but <laughs> oh, probably without my knowledge. Yeah, no, I, no, that's okay. Not. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you think that you could? Does anyone here think they could handle being in an open relationship? I was having this thought last night. We had oh, a good discussion about it. I think so. I tend to be a pretty. I'm not a very jealous person. Yeah, neither. But at the same time, it just you don't know until it faces you. Like I don't know how it actually feel. Yeah. When I was in the moment, yeah. like depending on how open it is, and yeah, how you know, how open it is. You know, some people go to like sex parties and they swap their partner and they're right there and they watch their partner like fuck someone else. And I'm just like, I don't know how I would feel about that. Yeah. You know. You I'm, don't. But I, I'm not jealous. But I also don't like sharing. I'm an only child. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sam? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really been in a position to experience that. But um, I have a friend who loves that shit and I um, asked him about it and he was like, why would I be selfish and stop people experiencing other people? And why would I stop myself experiencing other people? Everyone should be experienced, was basically yeah. what he said. Maybe I should like, be shared. <laughs> yeah, I was like, right, okay. I definitely think that. You and he's a very, I fucked that up. I butchered it. And he said way more than that. But And he's very eloquent and educated in the way he described it. I was like, oh. But I just didn't do that great of a job. <laughs> but um, We need yeah. that sound effect. When you hear people actually talk about that 
kind of stuff, you have like a, an idea of what it looks like in your head. But if you actually speak to those people, it's actually a lot of based around good communication and trust and instilling yeah. all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, if you are a listener and you are in an rela- open relationship, we would love to hear your thoughts. We would love to join your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, are you auditioning, for, are you auditioning for a partner right now? <laughs> Sam's, Sam's will put together his act. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It's a very mind. interesting topic, though. Yeah, I know. I thought I'd come up with that. Because basically what, what had happened is I was out with a friend at dinner last night and he's got a new girlfriend. And I was like, oh, how's that going? I hadn't seen him for a year. Mm. I did a bit of travel with him around New York and I was like, what happened to your last one? He basically said that she came home and was like, I want to open this shit up. Basically. Mm. And he was not keen for it. So that's where it kind of ended. And now he is keen. No, 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 no. He's got someone new now and it's not open, I don't think. Yeah, that kind of made me think about it. I'm like, interesting thing to talk about. Get some thoughts on it. Yeah. We got some thoughts. No, not helpful ones no, from no, this corner. No, 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 no helpful. No <laughs> Is it ever helpful? <laughs> we just meditated on it briefly as a trio, as a three, three, threesome. <laughs> How very fitting. Yeah. <laughs> How was everyone's long weekend? Was it good? You're going to start off because you always ask us first, go. I've yeah. talked mostly no, already. We're switching it up today. Okay, you're doing the intro then. Okay, done. <laughs> Fucking done. Uh, I'll then. remain in my corner. I had a gig on Friday. It went really good. And then and then Sunday we had a bit of a sh- uh, shindig here. Got the turntables up the back and sp- spun some tunes and people danced and it was it was great. Pretty went good. by way too quickly as these things always do. Yeah. Holy shit. This, I can't believe it's Wednesday night already. What the hell? It's good. Short week. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey. I went to the beach. I left the house. Freaking breaking news <laughs> over here. I left the house twice. Two times. Oh, I mean, other than going to the supermarket, obviously. We went up uh, to a beach just past Narrabeen, sat on a hill, drank Prosecco, and nibbled on some cheeses. Mm. And that was excellent. Nice, simple weekend. Huh? Yeah. Enjoyable times. A few too many bevvies. That's okay. But man, they were good. <laughs> so good. No regrets. <laughs> It's right, obviously well, your since turn. You're, <laughs> since you're all, since you're all asking, <laughs> yes. calm the fuck down, everybody. Stop shouting at me. Saturday was at the beach, and then Sunday was also at the beach. Saw James Smith at Bronte Beach with oh. the crew. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And How was that for you? Oh, it's pretty average. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell him about the show? <laughs> I was tempted. I didn't want to be that person. So like, you should listen to our You'll podcast. You'll love it. Yeah, listen to it. Do you want to come on our podcast, actually? <laughs> oh, my God. You should have. Yeah. yeah Anyways, next time. That next time I'm at Bronte. For sure. Yeah. Probably um, more than sanity. we have. Yeah. <laughs> it's very chilled. Nice. Lots of swimming, sun, family. Yeah, this is F. Great times. <laughs> <laughs> and also, <laughs> but edit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting really good at not getting super lit anymore. And actually, I'm being more present in the moment on nights out and enjoying myself far more than getting shit faced. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I didn't get shit faced. I just. I, d- I think I'm slowly going off drinking. I'm just going to stick to hard drugs instead. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be getting drunk any day. Side note, have you done DMT? No, I want to. Yeah, me too. Okay. Now that that? is a real big step up. 
Lola. I'm letting you know right now, you pretty much want to try every other psychedelic before you try that. Yeah. And apparently it's very intense. Like it's like you tap into a part of your brain, you just don't use and for five minutes it's like yeah. the most intense thing yeah. ever. I would be really, really careful with that. <laughs> oh, I can't get any, but I just – Oh, I can. I want- <laughs> what? Yeah, I can. Well, you, can someone tell me what it is? Uh, DMT is like a – Oh, I think I've watched a documentary on this. You know what ayahuasca is? It's like with a liquid that you go you go to uh, South America and you drink the shit that makes you throw up for hours, and then apparently you find yourself, you lose yourself, and find yourself again because you're tripping so hard. DMT, it's got DMT in it, but DMT is like a real short, sharp hit of that. So you basically go to fucking Mars for, I think it's like seven minutes. You see aliens. You would actually love it. <laughs> um, Might freak me out. Yeah, and then you come back and then sometimes, apparently, I've heard, it can change you completely as a person. So something to be a little bit careful about if you come back uh, insane. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's like Joe Rogan kind of, that's all he, he loves. He always, I love him because he always ends up talking about psychedelic drugs with his guests no matter who they are it's kind of amazing mm. quite a talent yeah don't go and try dmt before you've tried a whole bunch of other stuff would be sam's recommendation coming from someone who hasn't tried it it's like the same way that you would use uh, i don't know i've never i have used them for fun lots but um you always did you have the afterglow after you did your like the next day did you take anything away from your experience? So much. Tell me about what you learned. We can keep this in if you like, or we can get rid of all of it. I don't even know where to start. Like I was just piecing things together. Everything was just starting to make sense. And it was like I knew what I had to do coming out of it to make my life the way I wanted it to be. That's kind of cool eh, how it does that. You usually, yeah. t- you, If you go into it with a purpose, sometimes it's really good to have direction when you go into those things. Well, that's what I went into it for. I'm like, let's see what I can <laughs> get out of this. <laughs> yeah. What have you? What are your experience with hallucinogenic drugs? Uh, I haven't done any of them, and I probably wouldn't. I think it. I think it would freak me out a little bit too much. I have a very vivid imagination, anyway. Be I reckon it'd out. be fun to have a little trippy trip trip with Mikey. Oh, I don't know you. if that would be the case. I could trip. I could trip to <laughs> you. I'd happy. I'd happily watch you guys trip the fuck out. It'd be fun. Or just trip <laughs> with us. When you do DMT, you're supposed to have a shaman. <laughs> oh man. So I want, if I'm going to do something like that, I want the full blown experience of a shaman with. I can dress up for you. It's fine. Oh my God. No, that's not the same. (laughs) Surely like if you go to Gumtree or um, what is it? Air Tasker, you can get it like an actual shaman, a trip shaman. That would be so epic, (laughs) wouldn't it? It'd be so epic. Just put out. Put out a job ad for a shaman. I'm trying to think what I got out I think of my. You might get some questionable responses. Yeah, yeah you- probably <laughs> just some like bloke with a fucking English accent. Just like, hey lads, uh, just something we can costume on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, have, have like, you ever had that from an experience where you like taken? Oh yeah, I just like last time I did mushrooms, I just kind of um, learnt that I need to not go so fast and stop and appreciate my surroundings more. And even like the next day. There's this really cool laneway. Guys, you can watch Oprah's Super Soul Sunday and get that too. (laughs) Just putting it out there. I've watched them. It's not the same. (laughs) Uh, There's a really cool laneway down there and it's got all these multicolored bricks that someone's just painted. And Mm. I used to not even look at it. And the day after I had my trip, because we were like, in the park and in a pine forest and just looking at everything. I think I stared at a caterpillar for 40 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mikey. <laughs> but afterwards I was just like, wow, I need to actually on a daily 
basis, not do mushrooms, obviously, but like <laughs> actually like appreciate my surroundings more and how beautiful the world is and just take a little bit of time to acknowledge that. Bit of appreciation for the earth. So yeah. that was what I took out. Gives you a different different perspective, I yeah. reckon. Well, it's like a cool thing to do in the Silicon Valley, right? They're all microdosing um, small amounts of mushrooms because it opens up different um, pathways in your brain and allows you to think a little bit differently. Yeah, I think they're using it to treat um, PTSD as well. Yeah, they're using everything now. <laughs> Vets can just go and get mollied as fuck and like, <laughs> and because apparently it allows you to just talk about that stuff more comfortably. So yeah, you know, well, it's controlled, very controlled. Doses. The referendum is going to happen in New Zealand as well. Wow, we yes. Uh, so they're going to legalize cannabis in New Zealand. Oh, no, well, so. I mean, we've looked at it. There's been a few polls over the last couple of weeks. Mm. Two have looked really bad, and then I saw another one today where it was looking like a bit closer. So the cannabis to be legalized was actually looking like it might happen, but who knows? I think it should be. Mikey, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. Hell to the yeah. Mine, I mean, it's got a lot of great benefits, but my my reason for it becoming legal are perfectly selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of go home and smoke a dupe <laughs> without having to worry about anything. Well, I like the idea of taking it out of the hands of drug dealers. Well, there's also that. Because there's people on the periphery that will benefit from that. And also, we can tax it. Government makes more money. Government needs more money right now. COVID makes sense. Vote yes. If you're from New Zealand, you need to vote yes. We don't want to influence your vote, but fucking vote yes. Thank you. That's all. That's all. That's all we have to say. Wow, we're political now. We haven't talked about drugs that intensely in a while. People love it. I love the drugs. I love the drugs. Why was I looking at anti-jokes today? Do you guys know what an anti-joke is? Something that's not funny? No. Okay. They're it's like no idea. Okay, so they're like jokes, but the punchline's not really a punchline. It's like all this build up and then okay, I'm just gonna do one. Just do one. A duck walks into a pharmacy, he approaches the pharmacist at the counter and says, I need some ointment for this rash on my beak. The pharmacist replies, Sorry, we don't have medicine for ducks here. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of fish doesn't swim? What? Dead ones. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> I got dark really quickly. <laughs> How many Germans does it take to score on a light bulb? I don't know. One, Germans are efficient and not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of funny. These jokes, I mean. What do you call the medical student that graduates dead last in their class? Doctor. <laughs> Mikey's brain's hurting. He's yeah. trying to work you it loved out. <laughs> well, because he still graduated, didn't he? How do you make a plumber cry? I don't know. Kill his family. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them are quite dark, I'm not going to lie. Hey, you know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) A man walks into a bar. He orders a drink and stays there late. Next day he does the same and the day after that and again and again until his family and life is torn asunder by his raging alcoholism. (laughs) A riveting story. That's a joke. (laughs) I kind of like that one. (laughs) Why does Michael J. Fox make the best milkshake? (laughs) Why? As a successful Hollywood actor, he has both the time and the disposable income to source the very highest quality ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) Last joke and then we'll get into the topic. I just thought it would be good to have a few funnies. (laughs) Three blind men go into a pub, but they are unaware of their surroundings, so to derive humour from it would be exploitative. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's a good one. Oh, that tickles me so much. Tickled, are you? Yeah. So, for today's topic, 
Mikey brought a study to our attention. And what we're going to do is we're going to break that shit down because I feel like we're going to have mixed feelings on this one. Mm. Breaking the shit down. But before we get into that, I thought I actually found another study that has been relevant to something we've been talking about lately. And it was a very good study. And we get a lot of questions about it. So it was kind of like a debunking study. The study was called, and I'll put it in the link to the description, Effects of Time-Restricted Eating on Weight Loss and Other Metabolic Parameters in Women and Men Who Were Overweight and Obese. So basically, this is talking about intermittent fasting. We've been asked so many questions about it, so I thought this is a really good study to bring up. And it's super recent. Um, So it was published September 28th. So they got 116 adults who were considered overweight or obese. And they were doing a 16-8 eating window. No other dietary uh, measures were implemented. So they just did time-restricted eating. Okay. So what did they find? Tell us. They found, and I quote, in this prospective randomized clinical trial, time-restricted eating was associated with a modest decrease in weight that was not significantly different from the decrease in the control group. So basically what they found was the difference between the two i.e. eating normally without any restriction, there was very little difference in terms of weight loss. There you go. <laughs> so it's not um, much. you it's- guys preaching intermittent fasting or who, whoever's preaching it saying it's the, magic, it's the magic pill, it's not. You can eat whenever the fuck you want. And that was just a really recent study that I thought I'd bring up to show that. We kind of knew that already, though, but no one's actually done like a direct study on it mm. specifically and go. comparing the two directly. So, yeah, I'll I check it out. That was, that was pretty interesting. I'll put the link to the notes if you want in the notes in the, in the notes if you want to have a little read. So, Mikey's study. Do you want to introduce it, Mikey? Well, I don't know if we can call it Mikey's study. I'm not quite at that level. Well, it's not. It's not. Well, it's not. Mikey has conducted. A not study. currently a published author. Um, well, Mikey, it wasn't even a study, was it? It was more of an article. Let's. It was let's an be, article. Let's be fair. Uh, based on the knowledge of numerous studies. So basically, the article was uh, went through a few points detailing why someone might want to stop counting calories, and the subheading, which is super important to this, is put the focus on food quality and healthy lifestyle practices to attain a healthy weight. And so it was interesting to me because obviously no one will be surprised. I agree with the majority of what's in the article. What I found fascinating aside from that, I mean, there's lots of articles I agree with, but what I found really fascinating was some of the backlash that happened. Oh, really? Yeah. On social media. You you didn't notice any or see any? I only read the article just to have a look. I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, did you? Well, guys yeah. were kind of getting in an uproar about this, just the general pop- um, calorie counting population. Yeah, the, the so the calorie counting population are people, obviously, that do calorie counting. There's some, you know, the general uh, people that want to take any opportunity to rag on fat people. Um, some really pointed things said uh, about the author. Oh, really? And her qualifications. Yep. An absolute moron was one. Disputing her qualifications, all that sort of thing. Super interesting. I like, I'm just so fascinated that such an intense reaction can come from it. I like the title of the article. Same. And I think actually what's happened is they're misreading it for a start or morphing it to kind of uh, suit their arguments, which happens with everyone. But it's, it's a well-balanced article in a well-balanced little subheading okay so i do have problems with it mm-hmm. <laughs> so do i share yours do you share 
the things she says are super valid, right? I my argument is calories are a unit of measurement, so they are equal. But when we're talking about consuming them, I guess you could say that in terms of when we consume calories, not necessarily are they equal? Because she goes into talking about the gut microbiome, which is very valid and true. Um, I think in terms of we can just stop on this point of calories not being equal. I think she's referring back to the quality of the food. So obviously like the calorie is a unit of measure. A calorie yeah. is a calorie. Yeah. But I think maybe there's a shortcoming in explaining what she's talking about in terms of what makes up someone's diet. I guess you're thinking about it in terms of the quality of the calories that you're getting on a daily basis. So say for example, you're eating a high fiber diet with lots of vegetables versus eating more junk food is going to lead to you feeling uh, less energetic for the most part if you are eating the majority of your food from deemed bad calories. Okay. The thing that I really had an issue with, the metabolism thing, which I thought was really good that she brought up, using calorie calculators online. She specifically um, references those and that a calculator is not going to give the answer. That is 100% right. Anyone who is linking you to a calorie calculator on the internet, it's too nuanced to tell someone through a calculator exactly how many calories they should be eating. It doesn't work like that. People have different metabolisms, which she brings up. People move differently and it's just not, it's never, ever that simple. I don't know if you've ever used a cal- calorie calculator. Have you used one online before, one that's been linked to you from a website or anything, Layla? Yeah, I have like a, um, a regular one that I use. Yeah, they're bullshit. It's way better for you. And there is actually a, a guide on our website to actually figure out what you're eating right now and kind of go from there because they're never accurate. It's more about getting to know how much food you're eating right now and manipulating it from there as opposed to getting some fucking arbitrary number online. So I'm not a huge fan of those and I completely agree with her on that point. I want an article like this to go into the emotional part of counting calories and how it affects that because that is what we talk about heaps in here and none of that is talked about because to me that is the the single best way to go okay this might fuck up my relationship with food it's going to make me think too much I'm going to struggle with this it's going to stress me out if I go over I'm going to lose those hunger signals that I used to get naturally none of that is in here and that is like to me the most important stuff well that might be beyond her scope Though the emotional stuff is kind of more into the psychological realms. The interesting thing that I'm finding, even with this conversation, is that if we go back to the subheading, right, and we're talking about health. So we've immediately gone from health to immediately counting calories and whether calorie, counting calories is valid. But the point is that actually counting calories is not going to directly result in better health. So the article's about improving health outcomes. That. I think the confusing part is the weight part. So the premise of the points that she makes up is that engaging in these sort of behaviours that are health-based behaviours will stabilise your weight in some way. So she said this idea of a calorie in and a calorie out when it comes to weight loss is not only antiquated, it's just wrong. It's a very strong statement. That's huge. Yes. And That's, I like it. Yeah, I know you like it, but it's kind of not true. So, well, oh no, sorry, you guys go. She makes some valid points, but then she kind of also contradicts it because at the same time, everything she's saying to do is 
all the things you would tell someone to do within a calorie deficit. No one's saying calories in, calorie out is all that matters. You need to look at the quality of your food. You need to be exercising. How is your sleep? Like all the stuff she says there is quite valid. And all of that stuff is indirectly going to cause a calorie deficit. Having that statement, but then saying all these things that are going to create a calorie deficit. And she's saying... Those things we don't know that they're going to cause necessarily, that we're going to cause a calorie deficit though. And a calorie deficit is not going to guarantee you better health. Also, exercise regularly, 150 minutes. For someone who's overweight, that's a lot. That's a lot of exercise. When I was overweight, I 100% did not do 150 minutes of exercise a week. That was vigorous. So at the same time, you need to look at the population. Like, yes, for some people, calories in, calories out is not going to work. If you do have a history of eating disorders, if you find yourself getting obsessive, if you have OCD, it's not going to be a tool for you. But again, it's a tool. It shouldn't be a belief Mm -hmm. because all these things are leading to a calorie deficit. If you don't like counting your calories, no worries. Don't count your calories. But there's many ways to skin a cat. If you go low carb, you're creating calorie deficit. If you go keto, it's a calorie deficit. It's a fucking shit way to create one. It's a calorie deficit. If you go, I don't think, but the focus here though is not on a calorie deficit, and that's the important difference. Well, she's just changed the focus. Like Layla said, she is mentioning all the stuff that you would do to cause that. Because if you focus on nutrient dense foods, generally, like we just talked about, versus hyper palatable, highly processed foods, you're gonna you're gonna be able to eat less. It's like I always say, use the example of the potato chips. Right? There's seven. I'm not disputing the outcome. But the, uh, my point is, and it's an important point because the shifting of focus is a really great strategy for overall success. We like that. Yeah, we do like this. But we still don't exactly know if that's going to elicit a calorie deficit or not. It could most definitely have an impact on improvements in health. But she is talking about she, she extra does make- shedding extra pounds and managing your weight. Mm. So she's saying that... Doing these things will lead to successful weight management. And be improve your health. But she also, like, she makes some great points, but then she makes some really shitty points. Like, researchers showing the biggest loser helped contestants lose large amounts of weight through a stringent plan of diet and exercise found that after weight loss, contestants' bodies would fight back in an attempt to regain the weight. She says, the resting metabolic rate for contestants, which measures the number of calories your body uses when running its everyday functions, plummeted after their dramatic weight loss. This means it became very challenging to avoid regaining some weight because of metabolic adaptation. Mm -hmm. While yes, metabolic adaptation is a thing, she's 100% correct. You need to look at what she just said. The biggest loser people followed a stringent plan of diet and exercise to ridiculous levels. They are taken out of their everyday environment and put them in a house where there is no temptation, they're not working, they don't have their kids, they don't have the everyday stresses. You've just changed their whole environment and we know how important your environment is for your success. And she makes those points, stress, your environment, sleep is your environment. All those things are part of your environment. And you've just taken those people out. So, of course, when you put those contestants back into the real world, they've got no fucking idea because you haven't equipped them with even some of the tools that you're talking about. Yeah. So I just don't feel like that was a very valid point. Like it just didn't back up what she's trying to say. That's one study though. And there's also numerous other studies to support a similar, similar, Jesus Christ, 
a similar kind of effect, maybe not the same bounce back because, as you mentioned, Biggest Loser is fucking horrendous <laughs> yeah, and so extreme. Terrible, but and it should be banned. <laughs> Seriously, but there is this kind of bounce back thing. It's because people. It. I mean, look, what we can do because oh, I'll let you finish your point. Sorry, I'm being a <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's gone now. You may as well make your point. Oh, I wasn't. I was going to say. I like what she's trying to do. I do. But she just hasn't nailed it. Did you feel like she nailed it? Well, nailing it 100% is going to be hard. Yeah. But she's made some incredibly valid points, and it's a well-structured, very concise article. We can do so better it doesn't, than this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to get me into my next topic. No, <laughs> we can't. This is a very, very experienced knowledgeable person i think what's dangerous and and what's really interesting to me is how quickly maybe we and other people have brushed aside her expertise and knowledge it's a different thing to say i don't quite understand where she's coming from with this point and i'd like a bit more knowledge on this Mm. but to just reject someone who is this intelligent and this has this much experience if i may She's an MD, she has an MPH, an MPA, received so many awards. She's Director of External Consultative Services, Obesity Medicine Physician, Director of Diversity Nutrition Obesity Research Centre. Why do we push so hard back against someone that is so qualified and not necessarily taking a dig at you guys here, but someone has literally called them an absolute moron? Well, we're not why calling her- do no? I, I just literally said I'm not saying you guys, yeah. but other people. It's just kind of fascinating to me. Such an intense pushback. Could we not trust that there is some validity? Well, everything she's saying is correct. It's just the way she's framing it. Let's go through the headings. Not all calories are created equal. Gut microbiome. Yes, we know there are several studies to back that up. Metabolism. Yes, we talk about metabolism all the time. It's adaptive. That's extremely valid when losing weight and like how much you're moving, your metabolism has an effect on that. The type of food you eat, we know. If you eat more hyperpalatable, highly processed foods, you're going to end up eating more. Successful weight management, focusing on diet quality, exercising regularly, sleeping soundly, checking your medications, reducing your stress levels, and then the last one, of course, is consult a professional. None of that is wrong. <laughs> it's all right. Like, so what's the problem? There's not. I just and seriously, and maybe I'm referring mostly to the to the type of shit that I was seeing written on social media, which is not always a good thing it's, to read. It's not. It's not incorrect information. I just think the way that I think about the reasons why people should stop counting are for different reasons. There's a whole host of other things, which maybe she didn't want to talk about. But if I was going to do, which maybe I should write an article. But, but she's staying in her lane, right? Like yeah. she's, not oh, gonna, she's not saying trying to be a psychologist. No, no. And actually she kind of touches on it again. It's a little bit vague, but she says may require more than just diet and exercise, which implies that there's kind of a bigger picture, which would hopefully consult a professional. If you fail to lose weight, take a pill or you may need surgery. I feel like that's very drastic. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not one of those people who thinks all problems should be solved with pills, but as someone who takes medication on a daily basis to function, I'm also not going to discount it. She's not telling everyone that they should take a pill. 
She just said, only 2% of people who meet the criteria for the use of anti-obesity medications actually get them. This means that 98% of people who could be treated aren't. That's a big number. Just to me. And and again, this is all just sharing my thoughts on on what I know and and everything. But the thing is, her points, yes, 100% are valid. Like you said, Sam, I agree with that. But when you make a very, very big claim, when you have Harvard Health Publishing, which means people are going to trust you, you, you've spent a lot of money and time educating yourself and you say this idea of a calorie in and a calorie out is antiquated it's, and it's just wrong, I think that was a, a little bit of a very black and white statement. In the article that could have been fleshed out a bit more. Yeah. But the crux of it for me is she is correct in the sense that our relationship with food is so much more complex that actually just viewing it through the lens of purely calories in and calories out is antiquated and possibly out of out of date. But she's not arguing the thermodynamics, which people have brought up. Yeah, everyone will go, yeah. thermodynamics! She's not arguing, trying to, you know, that old chestnut. So, yeah, maybe that could have been fleshed out a bit and elaborated on. I don't think she's going to be denying the laws of physics anytime soon. What a lot of people also, if we can relate this back to people in this article and actually try and give some people some help if you want to, or if you don't, I know we've talked about not doing it, but the way and I mentioned at the start, the way, way people go about starting this whole, if they do want to count thing is wrong or like they'll listen to my fitness pal and then it'll give spit out a number. Like it gives, I'm pretty sure my fitness pal gives out 1200 calories for all females, right? If you put female, it just spits out 1,200. Mm. So that's fucking irresponsible for a start. Fuck you, my fitness pal. It's a tool and it's not a tool for, for everyone. If you tend to find that you start it and it doesn't work and you're getting obsessive or you have a history of that, then it's probably not the tool for you. And there are many other ways that you can diet which cause a calorie deficit, but you don't have to count the calories I think the thing is, for the people who want to do it and feel empowered by it, it's best if we still talk about it because we empower them on how to do it the correct way and a sustainable, healthy, more healthy approach on how to do it. So it's going to not affect your relationship with food. It's a tool that gets abused a lot and which is why removing the focus from counting is can be a good thing for a lot of people. Yeah, and I'm all for whatever works for somebody. I, and I'm not here to say that counting calories is the only way and Fuck preach no, to you like a church. Not. But at the same time, if someone wants to use that, it's good to talk about it because it's like when you used to be in, I don't know about high school, oh, they did a bit better. Like, But when my mum and that were in high school and they'd say, oh, the best way to not get pregnant is abstinence. Well, that's not very helpful. <laughs> it doesn't tell me how if I want to have sex, how do I have it and not get pregnant? It's the same way with how do I track calories but actually not fuck myself up by doing it. And at the same time, being able to recognize that maybe it may not be the approach for you. How do you do that? How do you look at that and say, you know what, I don't think counting my calories is for me. It fucks with my head. And we have a fantastic episode on some wonderful things that you can do. We've actually got two episodes. It is episode nine, five easy habits to add. And then I believe it's episode 12, five more things to add that involve no, no, no. Calorie counting whatsoever. Hey, Mikey. The really important part for me here that I wanted to finish off on is that how quickly one person in particular tied health straight away back to counting calories. That's my issue. How is counting calories related to your health? 
if I just start counting calories, how does that make me healthier? It doesn't. Exactly. So my issue is that once again, things with this line or this idea that losing some weight immediately makes you healthier is once again, once again, getting confused and going back to the, the subheading of the article, it's a focus on health. So trying to improve health related behaviors instead of a focus on calories. If someone wants to count calories, that's absolutely not my business. But my big issue that I have is that in popular culture, we immediately tie losing weight to being healthier. And that's just not the case. I like it, but also I'm like, hmm, I think we have better re- Well, fuck, that's so bold of me to say that. Yeah, because we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that in a humble way. I think what, what we focus on when we talk about stuff in here is the potential mental impact of tracking calories and getting in that whole hole of being too restrictive and the, the negative impacts of that. But I'm just a bit, I feel a bit miffed that she didn't mention anything like that. Maybe she didn't feel qualified and like that would mean that we're severely underqualified, but we should be able to talk about that because we've all experienced it. And maybe there hasn't been, well, there has been a study which you actually brought up a couple of episodes on the effect of calorie restriction. So I've got nothing more to say on that. I've kind of already, <laughs> I've already said everything I wanted to say, I think. God, when we get, when we like have little, not spats, but when we kind of disagree. It's I tell you what, it's way, it. what we just did was way better than the Biden and the Trump debate that I've fucking well, watched exactly. the week. For fuck's sake. <laughs> did you watch that actually? I couldn't watch it. I couldn't. I, I watched couldn't. a couple of minutes. Oh, no, I didn't watch it at all. I fucking hate politics. I just oh. thought. Yeah. It's, it was bizarre. It. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. My daughter thinks Trump's hair is poison. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Mum, his hair's poison There's whenever he's on yeah. TV. <laughs> That's amazing. Questies? Um, yeah, let's move on to question time. We'll, we'll pass your makeup soon. Okay, ready? <laughs> it's not the right one. We've actually got like quite a backlog of questions, anonymous oh, ones. So I kind Save of just, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I just go through and I'm like, oh, we've actually got heaps on the website. I don't need to do another post because we'll get through these. And there are just, there's always good new ones coming in. So I just pick the three best. But remember, if you do ask on the Instagram page, you can win free access to, well, basically Sam's backyard where I talk at a screen and tell you what to do physically for at least <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> Didn't describe it as that fun just then, but you know, just gonna have to take my word for it. Uh, ask on the Instagram and win things. Question number one Sometimes I'm short on time in the gym and only have half an hour. Any suggestions on what I can do? Do what you can. Yes. Groundbreaking for my. I would just be like, a, it would be something full body um, and just do what you can with that, whether that's three, three sets or something, two sets or something. You want to do anywhere between eight to fifteen reps, up to you. But I would say push, pull, squat, hinge, and core. Yeah, so I do uh, two things. One is um, I don't know if this is achievable, but I walk to the gym, and that's kind of like half my warm up. So it's one thing out of the way. Uh, it sounds silly, but it's small and it's it helps. And then if I am pressed for time, I just focus on the things that. Are most important to me in that in that kind of session. So I always, for me, in a week, want to get push up. Say, Jesus Christ! Sorry, 
Sam's a naughty one today. <laughs> so annoying today. <laughs> so, you know, in one of my workouts, I've got a squat. Well, that's just, that's going to, I want to do that. And if I can only get that done, then it's actually okay. Something is always better than nothing. And sometimes half an hour can be a decent amount of time. Hell yeah. I like what you just said. Focusing on one movement can sometimes be really, really good. Depends on if you like only have half an hour all the time and like if you have a program and that kind of thing. But like if it's a one-off and you're like, holy shit, I want to move today. I've only got half an hour. Sometimes it can be good to just focus on one movement, particularly one that you think needs practice. Or another thing that I will sometimes do or get clients to do if they are running a program with me, um, generally I program full body, I'll go, well, you're going to pick agonist and antagonistic muscles and we'll just pair them up so you can smash through something in half the time. Rest after completing both instead of rest, resting after each individual exercise. But that's a super specific and complex, but that's a cool thing that you can do. So let's say you've got like a bench press, a row, and maybe a, a squat. A hinge or a, a hinge, bridge. yeah. So like a, a squat and a hamstring, or like a, a Romanian deadlift. So I would go, okay. Let's do your bench press and your row. Let's pair them up. So you're going to do all the reps of both those exercises, rest for two minutes, and then do it again. So it's just like a pairing. And because they're sort of different muscle groups, you're not going to affect your performance on either of those. Same with a squat and a Romanian. Although you do get a bit of hamstring in your squat, and you're probably going to feel that a lot. But that's fun. We like sometimes it's good to like get a bit of a burn. It's going to feel completely different to the workout you're doing before. But to do that once every so often can be a bit of a challenge and a bit of fun. So, you know, that's another thing you could potentially do. Okay, question two. What are your guys' thoughts on yoga? Yoga. Yoga. Yogurt. I love it. It also generally incorporates mindfulness, which is fucking fantastic. Love it. Good answer, Mikey. Yeah, I think it's really good, especially a lot of people hate doing, you know, stretching and mobility shit. So it's a good way to get people to kind of do that, which in a way they don't really realize it. They tend to find it a little bit funner. Mm. And I yeah, the breathing that. and stuff. I found the um, I did um, pregnancy yoga with my daughter, and the breathing always like helped me learn how to control my anxiety better. So mm. I like that part of it oh, too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yoga's fucking great. It's one of my favorites. I don't do it enough. Yeah, um, I, I should do it. I, I do it once a week. So what I'll do is, if you guys want um, a yoga stream, and if you ask questions, we have the beautiful and wonderful Yanika. At Flow with Yannicka, if you want to follow her on Instagram, she streams a class for me once a week. So I add you guys both into the group. If you just want a little flow that you can do once a week, it's only half an hour. Should we do well basically does yoga? Yeah, we should. We can, and we can film it. Good content. <laughs> me the down dog. Fuck. So yeah, if you if you ask a question and we pick you, you get access to that. How good. Wow. So it's not just me talking at the screen. Also Yannicka. Question three. What are some good choices alcohol-wise? It was very short, but I was like, okay, so this person's clearly, well, not clearly, but might be asking for a sort of option that's lower in calories after our calorie conversation. Yeah. Or do you, are you looking for something that actually tastes good or mm, what's so, good? Yeah. yeah, something you can enjoy. I actually find I drink less if it's something that I kind of want to savor. If you're a beer drinker, you could go low-carb beers. You could go... Those taste like garbage, though. I hate oh, them. I can drink it. It's all right. Pure blonde. Yeah, and pure blonde. I just not that into the taste, Cut really. Dry. Actually, <laughs> funny. There's a, a we'll drink... We'll sample it next week. There's a drinks company called Staple who have just launched a vodka soda lime, which is... Real. Real. Delicious. Okay. And it's only 89 calories a can. I had a few this weekend and yeah. it was delicious. 
Also, my friends make it. So <laughs> there's the plug. Support business. Support please. support, uh, support my friends in their business. And for yeah. my birthday episode next week? Yeah, yes, birthday episode. I'll hit the boys birthday up. We'll try and get some in. What date's your birthday? Oh. 17th. So it'll be next. It's next Saturday. Yeah. I'll um I'll cancel I'll cancel my Thursday. We can have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Getting buckled. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that term before. I love it. Getting buckled. Um. Oh, also, really? like red red and white wine is it like wine's not that. And if you like wine, yeah. drink it. Hell yeah. It just depends. Like if you're just gonna have one drink, it doesn't really matter. Just have something you like. If you want to go on a night out and be a little bit more conscious, Binge. then yeah, the drink. staple that. Uh, Sam was just talking about, or like your vodka soda. It tastes soda. so good, guys. So good. <laughs> so good. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that their end? Chris. Cool. No, they've done a really good job with marketing, actually. <laughs> I didn't mean to shit on them. <laughs> If we do get sponsorship from them, you can definitely do the jingle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening. Well, Basically, if you feel like you know someone or anyone who will benefit from our message, or if you enjoyed an episode, share that shit. We appreciate it. It helps us get more viewers and more people get to learn things, and learning things is fun. If you want to find Layla, you can find her at Layla Glassy. If you find want to find Mikey, you can find him at Well Basically Mikey. If you want to find me, you can find me at Well Basically Sam. And if you want to find the pod, where there's lots of cool information on the Instagram. It is at wellbasicallypodcast. The website is www.wellbasicallypodcast.com. Well, basically, that's it.